Yo, this is Axel Rose of Guns N' Roses. Hey, this is Carmen Electra. Hi, this is Daryl Strawberry. What up, though? This is Big Snoop Deal Double G. Hi, this is John Stallard. Hey, yo, Hulk Hogan here. What's up? This is Beyonce. I got a great show lined up for y'all. Hey, yo, yo, yo. Let's get this party started. The Sports Beat. You know what? Let's keep it hot. The Sports Beat is off the chain, man. Ah, yeah. The Sports Beat. Download the podcast now. You're listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. And once again, welcome to the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge on a Monday. Uh-oh. Sounds like somebody's got a case of the Mondays. <laughs> and I'm happy to be here. Had a busy weekend calling a basketball game. Russell County and Eufaula. Eufaula just shot the lights out. One of the best teams in Alabama. But I was impressed with Kwame Times Davis as he shot like 10 threes. I'll have to go back and check. On the stats on Max Preps. Watched a little bit of soccer over the weekend. We had the Columbus Rapids taking on the Memphis Americans. And I got finished watching the Fayetteville Fury taking on the Rome Gladiators. Just trying to get more familiarized with the teams. Don't forget that we got our podcast. Matt Austin and I are doing a weekly podcast called the Columbus Rapids Weekly. So we've got a great show. Rob Frazier is going to be joining the show soon. We will talk everything divisional playoff weekend as the NFC and AFC championships are set. It's going to be the San Francisco 49ers taking on the Los Angeles Rams. This was a rematch of the 1989 NFC championship. These two division rivals, SF versus LA. I'm excited. I'm going to talk about the 49ers actually making it to the NFC championship. They're improbable run. Because after week nine, when they were three and five, I thought they were left for dead. They just lost to a backup quarterback in the Arizona Cardinals and Colt McCoy. The injuries were piling up. They lost Kinlaw for the season. Mike McGlinchey went out. George Kittle was banged up. You had Elijah Mitchell banged up. And not even sure if Jimmy Garoppolo was should have been the starter. At three and five, you think, well, let Trey Lance get some playing time because he's the future. Well, Jimmy Garoppolo said, I'm the future. And Jimmy Garoppolo just won't quit. He lives to fight another day. And once again, the San Francisco 49ers come out of nowhere and defeat the Green Bay Packers 13-10. to And Rob and I are going to break down that game because it wasn't just the block punt that completely flipped the momentum in that game. Aaron Rodgers had an opportunity to put that game away, and he failed to do so. Also going to talk about Aaron Rodgers' legacy with the Green Bay Packers. And then I'm going to break down this Rams-Buccaneers game. I don't know if Tom Brady's going to play another down of football as he may have played his last game in Tampa Bay. So the conference championships are set. It will be the Cincinnati Bengals taking on the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers taking on the Los Angeles Rams. So let's talk about that Bills-Chiefs game because that could possibly be the greatest game of all time. But they need to change the overtime rules. Kansas City wins it on a walk-off touchdown from Patrick Mahomes to Travis Kelsey. But Josh Allen scored the go-ahead touchdown. Gabriel Davis set a record with four touchdowns by one wide receiver. The Bills won this game. They had the game in hand with 13 seconds left to go. 
Do a squid kick. Eat some clock. You cannot let Patrick Mahomes, who has all his timeouts, march down the field to tie the game with a field goal. Because as much as I dislike the overtime rules, whoever won the coin toss was going to win the game because they're going to score a touchdown. Both defenses were gassed. So, of course, Patrick Mahomes is going to march down the field and score the touchdown. You knew that was going to happen, just like we knew that was going to happen with Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. Fun fact, for the first time since 2009, there will be no Tom Brady and no Aaron Rodgers in the conference championships. So out of all the quarterbacks that are left in the conference championships, who do you trust the most? Clearly, it's Patrick Mahomes. The Chiefs are going to be the odds-on favorite to win the Super Bowl. But what Super Bowl matchups are you looking forward to out of the four teams that are remaining? I put a poll on my Twitter page. Clearly, everybody wants to see Rams-Chiefs. I think a couple of years ago, there was a regular season game where they just went off. It was like 52 to 40. It was just an incredible game. Everybody wants to see Rams and Chiefs. I want to see 49ers and Chiefs because I want that revenge factor for the 49ers blowing that 23 to 10 lead on Kansas City in the Super Bowl two years ago. I think it is possible that the 49ers could make it back to the Super Bowl, but that would just be an incredible story. Imagine during week nine, they were three and five. The injuries they had, D. Ford, Javon Kinlaw, Jason Verrett, Emmanuel Mosley for most of the season, Dre Greenlaw. I mean, the 49ers were banged up and they are now as healthy as they will ever be. I just can't believe that the 49ers were able to pull that off. So unbelievable. And the Rams almost blew a 27-3 lead over Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. Tom Brady marched all the way back to tie it at 27, and the Rams almost gave this game away. Four turnovers, Sony Michelle, Cam Akers fumbles it at the one, which would have put them up 27 to three at the half, and they were eventually up 27 to three. Tom Brady comes right back and ties it, but the long bomb to Cooper Cup sets up the walk-off field goal. This was such a crazy weekend. Three of the games we had walk-off field goals. And then the nightcap, the game the game that ended the weekend, may have been the greatest game of all time. I'm going to just come out and say it. That was the greatest game of all time. As disappointed I am that the Chiefs won. Because now the Kansas City Chiefs are starting to feel like the Patriots of 10 years ago. I'm tired of seeing the Chiefs in the conference championships. And they're going to be a heavy favorite against the Cincinnati Bengals. And I'm tired of seeing the Chiefs make it to the Super Bowl. It would be their third straight Super Bowl. But I think the intriguing matchup would be the Rams and the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. If it's the 49ers and Chiefs, the 49ers actually have a good home field advantage because a lot of the 49er fans are going to make that trip down to LA. I'm just excited about football. I love football. Cincinnati back in the AFC Championship for the first time since the 1988 season. 1989 taking on the Buffalo Bills. This is a rematch of the and the Cincinnati Bengals are trying to reach the Super Bowl. And they were featured on a documentary years ago. The 1988 Cincinnati Bengals were the best team to never win a Super Bowl. I beg to differ. I think the 98 Minnesota Vikings got them beat after going 15-1. and But this Bengals team had Hall of Famers, Anthony Munoz, Tim Crumry, Boomer Esiason was their quarterback. You had James Brooks and Icky Woods. You remember the Icky Shuffle? And then Eddie Brown, they had great players on defense, great players on offense, and they were favorites against the 49ers. 
in that Super Bowl. That was actually the first Super Bowl I remember watching when I was a kid. And the Cincinnati Bengals are in the AFC Championship game against the Buffalo Bills. It's two quarterbacks that like to sling it. Josh Allen and Joe Burrow. Is Joe Burrow ready for the bright lights? He did a very good... I mean, he, he got sacked nine times against that... Nine times against the Tennessee Titans. But Ryan Tannehill had some inexcusable interceptions, and the Cincinnati Bengals were able to win it walk-off style, 19-16. to I want to talk about this 49ers-Packers game because when the Packers took the ball and marched it all the way down the field and went up 7-0, it was a methodical drive. Aaron Rodgers didn't even get in a third down. He pretty much could do whatever he wanted to do. Aaron Jones out of the backfield. And Devontae Adams, which pretty much was their only target for wide receiver. Aaron Rodgers went up 7-0. When the 49ers' first four possessions went three and out, Jimmy Garoppolo was sacked four times on third downs. The defense for the Green Bay Packers came to play. They had a game plan. And the 49ers could not do anything on offense. Hats off to the 49ers defense for keeping them in the game. And clearly, Aaron Rodgers had opportunities to put that game away. Up 7 to nothing right before the half. The 49ers burn a timeout, hoping they'd get the ball back after Jimmy Garoppolo threw an inexcusable interception. George Kittle was wide open in the end zone, and he missed him. And the wheel route to Aaron Jones had Green Bay all the way in field goal position. I know they were trying to go for the touchdown there. And that was a gift that the 49ers gave the Packers. Then all of a sudden, they attempt the field goal. And the 49ers blocking that field goal shifted some of the momentum back to the 49ers, knowing that they're going to get the ball back to start the second half. They kicked the field goal. They had some penalties. And then holding the Green Bay Packers to another field goal when Aaron Rodgers was clearly marching the ball down the field, they were about to go up 14-3. to He trusts Devontae Adams. But he didn't trust any of his other wide receivers. Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones were the only ones that were catching balls out of the backfield. I'm a little concerned about that. And Aaron Rodgers did not have confidence in any of his other wide receivers. And plus, he was under pressure most of the day. But as it was 10-3, to still, at this point, the 49ers could not do anything in offense. But what a play by Jordan Willis blocking that punt. And Talafuna coming in and scooping score to make it 10-10. That flipped the momentum in the game, and it took the sails out of the crowd at Lambeau Field. Right, the 49ers feel like they have a chance. This is your moment. Aaron Rodgers needs to shine and prove that he is the best quarterback in the league. It's 10-10, you have the ball, you need to go down and score. And he failed to do that. He got a big sack, gave the ball back to the 49ers, and the 49ers do what they do best. The biggest play of the game on a third and seven, Debo Samuel ran the ball to get the first down, and now the 49ers were clearly in field goal range. Robbie Gould kicks the game-winning field goal in 10-degree weather and in the snow, and the San Francisco 49ers pull off the upset to defeat the Green Bay Packers and they will take on the Los Angeles Rams in the NFC Championship game. It seems like anytime the 49ers make the playoffs in the last 11 years, they make it at least to the NFC Championship game. Five NFC Championship games in the last 11 years. 
2012, 2013, 2014. I remember them well. In 2012, they took on the New York Giants. The Giants were clearly the hottest team going in, and the 49ers had Alex Smith. Had a great team. Kyle Williams with the two fumbles. Don't get me started on Kyle Williams. 2013, Colin Kaepernick. The 49ers were down 17 to nothing to the Atlanta Falcons, and Colin Kaepernick marches them back 28 to 24, and the 49ers make it to the Super Bowl. 2013. Don't get me started on 2013. The tip pass, Richard Sherman, which pretty much put the 49ers in a tailspin for the next four seasons. But they're back. They went to the Super Bowl in 2019. They're back in the NFC Championship second time in three years. Think about that accomplishment and what the 49ers have done. We're talking about Patriots territory here. Two times in the NFC Championship in the last three years. And I know they haven't lost to the Rams in over three years. But I'm not too sure about this matchup. It is hard to beat a team three straight times. And they're going to be at SoFi Stadium. And the city of L.A. has blocked tickets for anybody outside of the L.A. area. So there's not going to be that many 49ers fans. You would think that the Sea of Red would come into SoFi and make it a home field advantage for the 49ers. That's not the case. Seattle tried to do this back in the NFC Championship. And another NFC Championship between an NFC West rival. This is incredible. And I consider the Rams one of the biggest rivals for the 49ers. I actually thought Seattle was, but now the Rams are. Now that they're back in L.A. And this rivalry renewed. The 49ers will have to go through three of their rivals to make it to the Super Bowl. This is incredible. Of course, I get on and I talk about my rant on the show uh, right before Rob is about to come on because we did have some local news happen The Lady Cougars lost to North Georgia, but the men's team for Columbus State were able to defeat North Georgia, and they will take on Georgia Southwestern University on Wednesday at the Lumpkin Center. They are currently 12-3 on the year. They are currently 13-3 on the season. Uh, Don't forget that the Columbus Rapids' next game will not be until February 10th against the Fayetteville Fury. Fury had a very impressive win over the Rome Gladiators yesterday. Columbus, unfortunately got swept by the Memphis Americans. 6-3 to and 7-3 to were the contests. Hopefully they could get a good showing against Fayetteville in a couple of weeks. Don't look now, but the Atlanta Hawks have won four straight as they defeated the Charlotte Hornets yesterday. 113-91, Trey Young had 30 points. And they're only a game and a half out of the NBA playoff race as the Washington Wizards has reeled The Washington Wizards have reeled. They've lost three straight. The Lakers continue their woes without Anthony Davis. They now have a losing record. They drop to the Miami Heat, 113-107, to despite Miami having a 23-point lead. LeBron James had 33 points. At this point, LeBron is just doing whatever he can to carry the Lakers, and it doesn't look good. They have a very tough schedule. A very tough road trip against Brooklyn on Tuesday, the 76ers on Thursday. They play the Hornets on Friday, and then next Sunday, they take on the Hawks. The Hawks have a very easy schedule. As they are now 21 and 25, they take on the Sacramento Kings, the Celtics, before they take on the Lakers next Sunday. Uh, The Hawks usually don't fare well against the Lakers, but we'll see how it goes. I think 
shipping Cam Reddish off has made the difference. DeAndre Hunter had 20 points in that game against the Hornets. And DeAndre Hunter, when healthy, is an all-star. Hopefully the Hawks can get him more involved and they can start having a big three on their hands with Trey Young, John Collins, and DeAndre Hunter. So the Columbus River Dragons dropped three games to the Carolina Thunderbirds over the weekend at the Civic Center. One was an overtime loss, so they do pick up the point. But that was tough for the River Dragons, and they will take on the Port Huron Prowlers this weekend. Auburn had their biggest game in their home court in a very long time. That game was hyped. I watched it on CBS from start to finish. Auburn defeats Kentucky 80-71, to and Auburn is the number one team in the country. When the new rankings come out, they will be number one. They've proved it. They're starting to have a rivalry with Kentucky. They met in the Elite Eight in 2019, and Jabari Smith Jr. is going to be the number one pick in the NBA draft. He could create his own shot, and Auburn got whatever they wanted in the paint with Kessler. And the fans was amazing. That ticket was such a hot ticket, and the fans camped out of the arena the night before. It was just an electric atmosphere at the Auburn arena. And I think that Auburn is the best team in college basketball. What a job that Bruce Pearl has done. And they do have the number one pick in the draft. You know what? I think it's time to go ahead and take a break. And when we come back, I will have Rob Frazier on the show. And we're going to talk about these NFL divisional playoff games. Yeah! Stick around. Welcome back to the show. This is the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge, and I'm joined by Rob Frazier, as always. Rob, great having you back on the show. I tell you what, I'm excited about this show just because of how incredible the divisional round weekend was. Absolutely. Good to be on with you again today, Richard. Uh, it's uh, definitely a decompressed kind of Monday. Like, what did we just see? I'm still in shock. Despite who you root for and everything, and the big winners were the fans. And no, I'm starting to get Patrick Mahomes fatigued. I really wanted Buffalo to win, but Patrick Mahomes makes it back to the conference championship for the fourth straight season. But we're going to break down these divisional games because every single game went down to the wire and ended in walk-off fashion. Incredible. We've never witnessed anything like this before, Rob. No, we haven't. I went back and, and made sure on that, and we, we have never seen anything like that. It's it's crazy to think about that as long as we've had professional football playoffs. But, no, we've never seen anything like that. And just to, a little bit of humor, my wife was like, you know, another game's going down to the wire? And I was like, yeah, yeah. And she's like, man, you've been watching this all weekend. And I was explaining it to my wife and getting my wife into it. And it was it was a lot of fun here in our household. How about you? Well, I had the house all to myself because I had to call a basketball game. The family was out of town uh, for my uh, mother-in-law's birthday. But I actually sat on the couch Sunday and watched those two games. Of course, I had to call a basketball game Saturday night, so I was watching the Bengals-Titans and the 49ers-Packers on my phone, but still just incredible games. And, I'm, yeah, the, this was amazing. We're going to go ahead and break down these games, and we're going to also take a sneak preview into the conference championships because there are some Super Bowl matchups that the fans really want. And I'm going to ask you, which Super Bowl matchup do you want to see? We'll we'll get into that after the sh- at the end of the show, but 
let's break down that first game. Bengals and Titans. Titans were the favorites, playing at home. Derrick Henry was welcomed back. The Bengals, Joe Burrow, had the Titans' defense had nine sacks on Joe Burrow. But still, Bengals win it in walk-off fashion. When Ryan Tannehill throws three interceptions, it's pretty much ball game. And the Bengals reach the AFC Championship for the first time since the 1988 season. Rob, do you remember how special that team was in 1988 with the Icky Shuffle and Boomer Esiason and Anthony Munoz, Tim Crumry? They had Hall of Famers everywhere, and they were dubbed the best team to never win a Super Bowl. Absolutely. And when they got to the Super Bowl, they ran into the into your San Francisco 49ers. I do remember that. I do remember that team. I looked at the pregame, too. I enjoyed uh, seeing Boomer interview him and going through the history. And I, I'm really happy for them because I'm pretty pretty close to that uh, Cincinnati market here where I live. And uh, it's been really good for their fans. Uh, the head coach is a younger guy who really appreciates their history and been giving out game balls everywhere. Uh, but what a game. But here's the thing. You know, I, I'm a Tennessee guy. You know, you've been a Tennessee guy. I feel really bad for the for the Titans. It's 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 a game. It's a playoff. Somebody's got to lose. I, I do enjoy or did enjoy uh, Mike Vrabel's post game comments. You know, I'm sticking by my guy. Uh, I'm going to be the coach of this team for a long time. You know, uh, anchoring down. You know, doubling down there. Uh, but yeah, what a game! And then I love the comments. Of the kicker, did you hear what the kicker said? Who's just a rookie uh, before he got out there? To oh make yeah, he sure. called. He called his shot. He said he called his shot. The championship right before before he even kicked the field goal. And it wasn't. A, I mean, it wasn't a chip shot, Richard. And it was. I mean, for Tennessee standards, it was you know pretty cold. I mean, the temperature and everything. So, you know, you're in cold weather, and I believe it was fifty something yards, wasn't it? It was a fifty-two yard field goal. 52 yards. Yeah, I knew it was uh, more than 50. I mean, and he just he just nailed it. And then uh, and then Burroughs' comments was, uh, you know, get used to it in terms of uh, the Bengals winning in the playoffs. So uh, and, and look at what the guy did at LSU. I mean, you know, even in college, uh, how he brought them back to to the you know national championship level. Uh, so this this guy's special. I like what Joe Burrow's doing, that special relationship he has with Jamar Chase. They're going to have their hands full against the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC Championship game. We're going to go to that game because we got the Cincinnati Bengals and the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC Championship thanks to the walk-off win by the Kansas City Chiefs. This was probably, in my opinion, Rob, the greatest game that I've ever seen for football as there were four lead changes. If this was just in the last two minutes alone. Josh Allen throws the touchdown pass to Gabriel Davis. The Bills are up 29 to 26 with about two minutes left to go. Then Tyreek Hill, a 64-yard touchdown pass from Patrick Mahomes. Chiefs retake the lead. Then, this is crazy, 13 seconds left to go. Buffalo takes the 36-33 to lead over Kansas City. Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes were going back and forth. This is going to be the new rivalry for the next 10 years. It's going to be like Manning and Brady a a decade ago. But really, Rob, the Buffalo Bills had this game 13 seconds away from winning, and you let Patrick Mahomes 
get the Chiefs in a field goal range to tie it. And let's not get into the overtime. They need to change the overtime rules because I knew once the Chiefs won the toss, it's over. Ball game. Both defenses are gassed. Patrick Mahomes is going to march down and score the touchdown. I feel bad for Buffalo fans, but the fans of the NFL in general got what they wanted. They got one of the most amazing games that we may have ever seen in a long time. Oh, the stats on the game are ridiculous. You know, like we paid tribute to Madden a few weeks ago. It was like a a Madden video game with two really good players, you know, on the controls, right? I mean, it was seeing Josh Allen uh, after they made those drives and they showed the shots of him on the sideline, you know, being pumped up, let's go, let's go. And then on the other side, let's go, let's go. And it, it was it was unbelievable. I was hopping off on my couch and and like I said, I got my wife into it and my son into it and like, is this really happening? And and yeah, that you know, scoring a touchdown with only 13 seconds left to go. I saw this in 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 the uh, Tampa Bay game, which we'll talk about, and in this game. It's amazing to me how much the zone defense uh, failed those two teams in those in those situations with not much time left on the clock. They kept wanting to rush the quarterback instead of holding their deep zone defense. Like that's principle number one that late in the game is you do not allow uh, the receiver to get loose, you know, and, and get behind you. And sure enough, it happened and, you know, credit to them. And then that Kelsey catch even, uh, to win the game where he had to tow the sidelines and the guy all over him, uh, Kelsey, the best tight end in football in terms of being able to catch those kind of passes and yards after the catch, but on and on it goes. And even Andy Reed, they showed his face as long as he's been coaching with that astonished, look on his face like is this really happening <laughs> it was it was amazing all right now now we're going back to the nfc because on saturday night as you know i'm a diehard 49ers fan i actually thought when aaron Rodgers took the ball and went down the field and scored that first touchdown i actually thought that the 49ers were going to get blown out because aaron Rodgers, number one seed all the pressure is on him to make it to the Super Bowl. He hasn't made it to the Super Bowl in over a decade. Aaron Rodgers was methodical on that first drive, trusting Devontae Adams, trusting Aaron Jones. And for the first time in over 10 years, the 49ers on their first four drives went three and out. Jimmy Garoppolo was sacked every time that the 49ers got in a third down. I was thinking, this is going to be a blowout. It's going to be a disaster. But... The 49ers defense and the special teams kept the 49ers in that game. And even when their offense could not do anything, Jimmy Garoppolo throws a terrible interception. And that block punt, when the Packers were up 10-3, to completely flipped the momentum in that game. And Packers are stunned. I'm stunned. When I watched that game and saw that the 49ers won, the 49ers played terrible, and they won. I'm shocked. Absolutely. And you, you know, you're the 49ers fan and, and know a lot about them inside and out and, and, um, and their history. This was, uh, of all four games, you know, the defensive struggle game. And the 49ers defense uh, – just really played an amazing game. And, and, of course, in those super cold temperatures. And, you know, this time of year, 
having that stout defense like that that holds up under pressure, and of course that came down to a, a field goal shot at the end of the game. But uh, to your comment there, even Aaron Rodgers uh, in his post game was said, you know, I'm, I'm shocked, I'm stunned. And, you know, coming from him, uh, he's very calculated in, uh, in what he says. And so he means it. Uh, he was he was stunned. He was shocked at, at the way that that game uh, ended up turning out. But I'm so happy for you. Um, you know, uh, the 49ers have really showed their heart this year, everything they've been through. Uh, with their injuries, uh, even like their first post-game game, uh, having those guys coming back from being banged up like they were uh, to still be able to play in that game in those conditions, um, they're definitely championship level, and uh, we'll see how they do going forward. And week nine, I was just completely stunned, and I was thinking, okay, let's move on to next year. Bring in Trey Lance. I want to see if he can play. Because the 49ers, after losing to the Cardinals, to Colt McCoy, a backup quarterback, they go three and five. I'm thinking season over. Then they take on the Rams on Monday night football and completely dominate the Rams 31 to 10. Now they're getting ready to take on the Rams again in the NFC Championship. This will be the first time since 1989. These two historic NFC West rivals will face each other off. The 49ers had to beat the Rams to get into the playoffs. They came back from a 17-0 deficit. This is the one team the Rams do not want to face. I know that it's difficult to beat a team three times, but let's go ahead and talk about how the Rams got here because they were taking on Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Tampa. And the I think the key in this game was Tristan Wirfs. The left tackle for Tampa was out. And so Aaron Donald, was putting pressure on Tom Brady. And he couldn't figure out the Rams in that first half. They were down 27 to 3. Huh, that sounds pretty familiar, Rob. 27 to 3. Mm-hmm. Almost like 28 to 3. But Tom yeah. Brady comes back and and ties it up at 27. Uh, the Rams are like uh, the Rams did everything they could to give this game away. Four turnovers. You had Cam Akers fumbling right before halftime. And that would have put the Rams up 27 to three during that time at halftime. But you got to give hats off to Matt Stafford, his second playoff win and the long passes to Cooper cup to get that walk-off field goal, another walk-off game winning field goal. We've had three so far, all three road teams up to this point have won a playoff game. Rob, do you think that this couldn't have gotten any better so far? Well, you know, I'm a Brady guy, and, you know, we was talking last night. I'm like, man, don't nobody don't nobody want to see that championship game, man, except people on the West Coast. Come on now. You know, like Brady, 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 right? And, and it's true. Uh, I, I, and the NFL always does good in the playoffs. People will watch it. People will enjoy it. You know, I, I, I think the, Betty, the better storyline would have been, obviously, Brady – pulling it out and then winning and, 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 and then, you know, them hosting, you know, San Francisco. But anyway, but uh, it just it's just frustrating to me in that game, being a Brady guy that at his age, I think they said he's 44, 44. that him, him uh, pulling that off, you know, in the last couple minutes. And uh, but when I was talking with my dad last night and he said, you know, and he says, that's one way of looking at it because I, I was mad at the defense. I was mad at the defense for, for letting uh, Cup get behind him, 
Because see what they did. There was on the last three plays that they they sacked Stafford, and then Stafford hit like a twenty yard out out to a guy, and he and he you know they were getting pretty close to field goal range, but still way out of field goal range. And then uh, they got beat deep because they were still trying to rush the quarterback. You know, I'm like, what difference does it make if you get a sack? You know, don't don't let the guy get behind you. Don't let the guy get behind you. Don't let the guy get behind you. And they let him get behind him. And he and the, and that's all it took. And it was so frustrating. Uh, Brady took a shot to the mouth where they bloodied his mouth up, and then he was complaining about it, and then the ref hit him with a, a unsportsmanlike conduct because he was complaining. I mean, this was a game where uh, I think Brady got a little bit mad. In fact, I know he did. I don't know if he'll I, – I don't know what he'll do. He's got the Brady brand now that's out in stores and TB12 brand everywhere, and I don't know if he'll – I think he'll come back for another season. But anyway – uh, the games are won on the field. Uh, and also, uh, what do you think about controversial calls? I, I don't think in these four games uh, that controversial calls uh, were a factor, which was also nice. In all four games, I don't think that there was, you know, uh, controversial calls that was really a factor in any of the four games, which was which was really nice. All right, Rob, I, as much as you're a Brady guy and uh, – we we got to preview this NFC Championship game between. Yeah, we got we got to move yeah. on, and and uh, I'm happy for you, Richard. Uh, you know, um, I'm happy for the 49ers. So let, let's do that. If I were to tell you the 49ers would have to beat their two biggest rivals to get to this point, the Cowboys, the Packers. If you want to throw in the Seahawks, I think their top four rivals are the Cowboys, Packers, Seahawks, and Rams. I'm laughing because the Seahawks didn't even make the playoffs. You know, Russell Wilson and that whole thing is in disarray. But the 49ers are going to have to beat the Los Angeles Rams to make it to the Super Bowl. And get this. This is going to be their second NFC championship in the last three years. Fifth NFC championship in the last last 11 years. They went to the NFC championship in 2012, 2013, 2014. 2020 and then 2022 they're doing something right the san francisco 49ers have had a great historic season that i i really wish as a 49ers fan they had more continuity that they constantly make the playoffs every year i'm not like i don't like these ebb and flows where they miss out on the playoffs and then they make the playoffs again when they build up a really good team but they're back i don't know how they did it and hopefully as they dominated the home field advantage in week 18 against the Rams at SoFi Stadium. I'm hoping that the 49ers fans can make it back. I know that they're trying to block ticket sales for anybody that does not have a zip code in the greater Los Angeles area. But this is big for me. We got San Francisco and L.A. once again. I got to witness this when the Giants played the Dodgers in the NLDS. And also, um, Lakers, Warriors. I mean, here's the thing about L.A. teams. I hate the Lakers. I hate the Dodgers. I don't really hate the Rams as much as you think. I mean, because uh, they haven't really been a thorn in the 49ers' side. The Niners did beat them in 1989. I remember as a kid, the Rams with Eric Dickerson, they weren't on the level of the 49ers. And they've always played little brother to the Los Angeles Raiders. So there's not a big fan base for the L.A. Rams yet because everybody in L.A. likes the Lakers, Dodgers, and they still like USC. Yeah, or the or even the Raiders. So yeah, they they were talking about that this game will, will probably 
sound like and feel like a 50-50 crowd. So at least it wasn't the last time they played there. So it, it'll be interested, uh, interesting. At this point, you know, they talk about home field advantage. Not really in a brand-new stadium like that, you know, it's it's uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens in that game. Here's uh, I think the the early line will probably favor the Rams. Yeah, uh, I, knew, I knew they were going to be a favorite, but you you cannot factor out the fact that the Rams haven't beaten the 49ers in three years. Kyle Shanahan owns Sean McVay. Now, the Rams are a very talented team, Rob. And did you know they don't have a they don't have a draft pick in the 2022 draft? Get this, they traded away their first-round pick in 2022 for Matthew Stafford. They traded away their second and third pick for Vaughn Miller. They traded away their fifth and sixth pick for Sony Michelle. I think they might have the one pick in 2022. 2023, they don't have a first-round draft pick. It's win now for the Rams. If they don't win the Super Bowl, this was a disappointing year. They got all these stars. Everybody's going to want the Rams to win. You know, Rob, everybody wants to see Rams and Chiefs in the Super Bowl. I get it. That That is the flashy matchup, especially at SoFi Stadium with the Super Bowl being in L.A. I want to see – I don't want to see a repeat of the 49ers and Chiefs. I mean, I saw that two years ago. I saw where the 49ers blew the 23-10 to 10 lead, and I, I was just – I was, like, empty in my stomach. I was stunned. I want to see 49ers Bengals. I'll be honest with you. I'm a nostalgic guy. That was the first Super Bowl I remember watching when I was a kid. I remember Joe Montana throwing the touchdown pass to John Taylor to beat the Bengals 20 to 16. I'm a nostalgic guy, Rob. I want to see 49ers Bengals, but you know that the country is going to want Rams and Chiefs. Yeah, and then that sounds to me like the favored matchup as well. I think there you're picking the two teams that would be favored in in, in the two games coming up this uh, this weekend. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out for sure. I, I like uh, the matchups, uh, but defensively, the 49ers can they they can hang with anybody's defense. The Rams' defense uh, is is really fast. They force the quarterback to make quick decisions. So how do you feel uh, Garoppolo does with having to get rid of that ball really quick and, and making those quick decisions? Because I, I think they'll put a lot of pressure on him, don't you think? I actually think if the Rams stop the run and you force Jimmy Garoppolo to throw, that could be the 49ers' Achilles heel. And the 49ers could go into the offseason. If the 49ers lose, they'll go into the offseason with the what-if factor that Jimmy Garoppolo is not going to get in the shootout with Matthew Stafford the x factor is going to be Cooper Cup because the 49ers secondary is banged up OBJ did not play as much in that first game because he just signed with the team I'm not too worried about the Rams defense and the 49ers uh, run game because they've neutralized Aaron Donald and now you got Vaughn Miller you got to worry about Vaughn Miller but this is the this is where it's going to come down to. Can you get George Kittle out in the open? Can Jimmy Garoppolo find him on play action and get him out of the open? And don't forget that the 49ers have the clearly the best Swiss Army knife in all of football, Debo Samuel. So you can't sleep on the 49ers. You can't sleep on their talented receivers. Clearly the weapons they have in the backfield with Elijah Mitchell, Debo Samuel, as they utilize him as a running back or a wide receiver. It's going to be a great matchup. I'm thinking the Rams finally get over the hump because they've lost to them the last six times. So it's 
it's been in their head, but I can understand why they're a favorite. Absolutely. And let's uh, flip the coin to the other side. You know, we got uh, the Bengals and the Chiefs. What do you see uh, in that game? Well, I think that Patrick Mahomes shredded the number one defense in football. Patrick Mahomes does not lose at home. He did the one time he lost at home was 2018. D Ford was off sides, and the Patriots went to the Super Bowl, beating the Chiefs in overtime. Patrick Mahomes is on a mission. We don't know how long this coaching staff is going to be together. This the thing about the Chiefs are the gold standard for stability. Andy Reid, offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy, defensive coordinator Steve Spagnola. The health of Tyron Matthew could play a factor in this game. He left the game early with a head injury against Buffalo. I think that's why Josh Allen was able to pick apart that chief secondary with Gabriel Davis, who set a record with four receiving touchdowns. I think Joe Burrow is going to get his shots with Jamar Chase. Now, the Bengals did beat the Chiefs in the regular season, but that was in Cincinnati. This is going to be a different game. The Chiefs defensive line going up against the Bengals offensive line. Joe Burrow was sacked nine times, nine times by the Tennessee Titans. So it's going to be a field day. Frank Clark, Chris Jones, and now they got Melvin Ingram and Jaron Reed. Jaron Reed is a very underrated defensive tackle that they got from Seattle. Melvin Ingram, a very underrated defensive end that they got from San Diego. This Chiefs team is loaded. They should be the odds-on favorite to win another Super Bowl. And we're looking at the next dynasty for the twenty for the twenty twenties. Uh, Rob, I, I as as much as I hate dynasties, unless it's my team, you're looking at the next dynasty for the twenty twenties because the Chiefs are going to make it back to the Super Bowl for the third straight year, and this time they're going to have a healthy offensive line. And if it's Chiefs Rams, if it's Chiefs Forty ers I I think it's going to be Chiefs Rams, and I think that Patrick Mahomes can outduel Matt Stafford. And the Chiefs are not only going to win on Sunday against the Cincinnati Bengals, they're going to win the Super Bowl. That's I'm calling it. But, you know, Rob, the Bengals are a nice story. I'm glad that the Bengals got to this point because the fan base deserves it. They're back in the AFC Championship for the first time since the 1988 season. And, you know, the best is yet to come. I think Joe Burrow's got a bright future. and They just need, they need to get more pieces. They need to get... Uh, well, they need to focus on getting more offensive tackles. They need to focus on getting more offensive line in the offseason because you got to protect your franchise quarterback. And Joe Burrow oh, can't be running for his life. Well, absolutely. And, you know, and just not too long ago, he missed half or almost all of a season because he was injured. And one of the reasons why he was injured is the weak offensive line. And, it's yeah, like you said, great story. Maybe it'll be close for a little while, but yeah, I, I don't see I don't see the Bengals winning this one. Uh, I'm you know we're happy for them and everything like that, but this is an entirely different beast for them to try to conquer. So yeah, let's go with uh, let's go with the Chiefs on that. And uh, Super Bowl wise, we'll see what happens. But right. uh, great great week great weekend of football. Um, we'll see what happens this weekend. It'll be hard to beat, won't it? Yeah, Rob, I'm definitely going to have you on the show a couple more times before the Super Bowl. We are really going to get into Super Bowl talk. And that's really how I started this podcast two years ago 
when the 49ers and Chiefs were in the Super Bowl, I was invited on other people's podcasts to talk about the Super Bowl because they knew I was a diehard 49ers. When I was on 95.7 ESPN Radio, I had a lot of material to go over the 49ers. So if the 49ers make the Super Bowl again, I tell you, I, I could probably go an hour a day talking sports about the 49ers. Absolutely, brother. Everybody has their team, and um, and uh, I know you'll be rooting for them this weekend, uh, win or lose, and that's what it's all about. You know, pick your team and, and stick with them. One thing that we uh, agree on and that we can't stand is fair-weather fans. You know, like pick a team and, and stick with them, you know? Anyway, thanks, Rob, for being on the show. Uh, always a great guest. Uh, definitely going to have you back on. Want to try to have Gabe Reynolds back on. So when he, he's ever available, love to get you on the show, Gabe. And uh, we can go ahead and, and just preview these conference championships. Yeah, shout out to him and uh, all the guests coming on, making this a great podcast for people to listen to and enjoy. So keep doing that, and we appreciate everybody who listens. All right. Thanks, Rob. That was Rob Frazier, my former colleague at Freed Hardman University, always passionate about talking football. I want to thank all my listeners that downloaded my podcast. And don't forget, write a review on the Apple Podcast. I always, I always appreciate your feedback. And don't forget, I'll be back on the air tomorrow. I hope everybody has a great day and enjoy the rest of your day. Bye, everybody. You've been listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdry. We invite you to download and subscribe. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Cast, Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Thanks for listening. Feel free to share with your friends and family. This has been The Sports Beat, with your host, Richard Holdry. Produced in Columbus, Georgia. Extra production provided by J.D. Matthews. All opinions stated herein are those of the host and do not represent the opinions of Anchor Podcasts. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.